that was the intro to Death Race, one of the singles released by Hamilton Fort Erie-based rockers Teeth. Teeth is a pretty new band, just over a year old, but its members are no strangers to the scene. The band is made up of singer Blake Prince of Straight Reads the Line and guitarist Chris Lemasters of Hundred Sons and Every Time I Die. Teeth is a project that was birthed out of a necessity to release a lot of pent-up anger, and it shows in their music. These guys are heavy. However, my chat with them was not. I got to talk to Blake and Chris about the formation of the band, the singles they put out so far, and when we might expect the first album to drop. We also talk about the current music climate and some of their favorite movies. They recommended that I watch the American version of Funny Game starring Naomi Watts, Tim Roth, and Michael Pitt. And just as they had promised, it was weird. Definitely recommend watching it if you're into mindfuck movies. A big shout out and thank you to Jake over at New Damage Records for the introduction and help in setting this interview up. Here's my chat with Blake and Chris of Teeth. Been uh, been listening to the the singles and they are hard as fuck and I have been loving them so uh, I've been loving what you guys have been putting out so um, well, yeah, yeah when thanks, Jake was able to make this happen I was like really stoked on it so <laughs> That's uh, awesome. yeah um, but I mean I guess the let's just jump right into it shall we so yeah you guys uh, you guys formed about what about this time last year yeah. Yeah, I guess it, yeah, I guess it's been almost exactly a year right now. T, uh, Ryan, our drummer, he actually just shared something on his Instagram, which I assume might be like a, a memory from this day last year. So I think it's right around this time that we kick things off. Yeah. Were you guys able to like play any shows and before things got crazy or? No, we had a we had a tour booked with Obey the Brave and a bunch of other stuff in the works, and unfortunately due to COVID, I think we we start we uh, we ended up postponing the tour to a later date and then that was uh, that was confirmed and then after we saw that there was like no none of this letting up and um the limited limitations for us to play shows were still uh dwindling we ended up not being able to do that tour and then obey the brave kind of threw in the towel after that so oh that's too bad so so no one's no one's seen teeth play live yet no not yet except for teeth yeah <laughs> we also had like um a couple propositions and like we were floating around ideas too to do something like uh live stream kind of thing but the more right. we thought about it the more we were just like this isn't the type of band that we want to kick off our first performance uh via webcast you know we yeah, definitely yeah, need to see sure. a crowd out front uh losing their shit Definitely. You, you guys need that energy to feed off of. And yeah, I, I feel like, unfortunately, I, I know we're in, you know, because of COVID, we're in like the era of live streaming shows and everything. But it's it's just not the same. It's not the same, especially if like no one's seen you perform yet. Like, yeah, I, I don't know. I totally I, I, get yeah, that. like like Blake said, man, I think for us, it just needs to be like just with how like how in your face everything that we've released is, you know, like the whole mm-hmm like message behind teeth. I think it needs to be a bunch of people in a room. I don't know that like, I would just worry that like some of that would be lost for sure. On yeah. Like, a, you know, if we were like fucking streaming a webcam thing, you know, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, that, yeah, that's just cool. Sure. Like nothing against it at all. There's, no, there's no, a bunch no. of bands. Yeah, definitely. Like, Maybe just not for our debut. Yeah. 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 I don't yeah, think that's absolutely. like the first time people see our band. I just don't, I don't know that I want that to be how they see us, you know? So yeah, that's fair um how well how has COVID affected the band aside from not being able to play shows 
Um, honestly, man, like not much, not, not too bad. Like we've been lucky enough to, we do a lot of stuff ourselves and like kind of internally. So mm-hmm. we weren't really like outsourcing a lot of shit to anyone to begin with. So, you know, like right between like writing and recording and demoing, working on the record, that was all sort of us and our buddy Davis anyway. So, okay. uh, when COVID hit, like, and, and the other thing too, is like, we, we demo a lot of stuff like remotely. Right. So like. I live out here in Fort Erie and Blake lives in Hamilton and legs lives up in Cornwall. So we're, we're not super far away from each other, but a lot of the time, like we just have a really rad system where like we'll kind of write the bones of a song and then bounce it around to each other. Um, right. So that's sort of like, we've already kind of been doing that and COVID just kind of reinforced the need to be doing that. Right. So it was like, okay, nothing really changed. It's not like we, we were always in a room together and then like all of a sudden COVID happened and like we couldn't get together anymore. So it's like, it hasn't been too weird. Um, but I mean like the touring thing kind of sucks as we, we were excited to kind of get out there and like play shows and, you know, kind of like throw the band out there for the first time ever. And then COVID hit and then, you know, yeah. Especially after we, we built our, we built for so long and we were like finally reaching the point where we had like enough material to, to do live stuff. And that was definitely a blow, but, uh, we kind of tried to take the negative and turn it into as much of a positive as we possibly could and just stay busy yeah. uh, in our own right, just to, to keep writing and keep uh, gathering material for this like forthcoming album and, and all that jazz. So yeah, we mm-hmm. still been trying to stay busy to the best of our ability. Okay. Uh, what about like as individuals, what have you guys been doing to keep busy aside from band stuff, I guess? Um, I mean, I, so I, I'm the artist relations director at a company called positive grid. So that's like my full-time kind of day job. Okay. So I get to do AR stuff all day, which is pretty cool. I get to deal with like a lot of guitar players and bass players and shit. So, I mean, that's sort of like my dream. You're right. So yeah, I pretty much just get to like, I pretty much get to talk to friends all day, which is pretty cool. Um, yeah, it's pretty rad. And I, I work from home, so nothing really changed there. Right. Cause positive grid's a U.S. company. So Mm-hmm. Uh, I work remotely, so nothing really changed there um, for me, aside from like you know obviously not being able to go out with like my fiance and go grab dinner or to the movies or whatever. Like we've just been kind of homebodies since this all happened. So, but uh, yeah. yeah, man, it's just been like kind of working, keeping busy, doing the band stuff, trying to just you know write as much. Like we have so many songs lined yeah, up at this point. Like we were just going over some of them, and it's like it's like overwhelming how much stuff we have. So <laughs> oh, yeah. it's like to the point now where it's like, we're, we're going to have to like refine and like figure out like what's going to land on the record. Not a bad thing, right. which is like oh, a great place to be. Right. Yeah. So yeah, it's not, not a bad problem. Yeah. So I think that's like kind of the silver lining with, with the COVID stuff. And, and I mean, I see a lot of bands, <laughs> like I see a lot of bands complaining and I get, I get why, right. Like it sucks to not be on the road. And it, of course it sucks to like not be able to hang out with your friends and stuff. But like, I feel like once you get over that and you kind of like hunker down and just take it for what it is, I think there's a lot of like room to grow, right? Like there's a lot of, uh, it kind of forces you to be creative when you don't want to be, you know what I mean? Cause like, what the fuck yeah. else are you going to do? <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah. Yeah. you can't go outside. You can't, you know what I mean? Like you can't be like, you can't be wasting your time partying or going to the bar or whatever yeah. the fuck else you do. Right. Um, yeah. So like, I, I feel like that, yeah, that's kind of like the, I don't know like the, the diamond in the, in the, in the rough, so to speak, or whatever, you know, when it comes to being all, you know, all of us being stuck in this like global pandemic for sure. For sure. Yeah, it's yeah. just, it's just a means for us to be more creative, but 
Yeah, Blake, I know you've been up to a bunch of shit too, right? Yeah, I uh, I mean, I got a four-year-old at home, so I've been spending yeah. a ton of time with him, which has just been the best. And he's very he's very present with a lot of the band stuff too. He's always coming down to hang out, and so that's never been a struggle there. So, uh, yeah, with that, lots of lots of family time and uh, writing all the time, constantly sheets upon sheets of words and, and ideas, and uh, and then I also uh, manage a nightclub in Hamilton that, and we just opened. Um, we just opened under phase two regulations. Hold on. That's uh, absinthe. That's right. Yeah. Right on. Right on. Yeah. So we've been. Okay. So you guys are still up in operation. You're not one of the businesses that had to go down because of all of this. Oh no, we went down. Um, we went down for sure. And then phase two allowed us to have people on our patio. We had a weird loophole because our patio uh, also. Um, there's windows that open up to our stage, which is on the inside. So we've kind of like been able to have um, live music uh, performed to the patio. We've been given musicians who once thought uh, maybe they wouldn't have the chance to perform again. They've been able to perform out of our establishment. So it's been pretty awesome for um, the music community in, in Hamilton to uh, come together again and, and shake off those cobwebs and all this. So, yeah, we're working with like crazy limitations. Obviously, we can only have a certain amount of people inside and outside of our establishment. But yeah, lots to do. And I think all in all, it's a positive. We haven't had any spikes or, or cases of COVID in our establishment or anything like that. So but That's good. Th- that being said, there's always something every day, something new to learn and um, uh, like new rules to abide by, uh, you know, with all this, this stuff that we're not used to. So just kind of going with the flow and trying not to succumb to the bullshit. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, sorry, you said you're, you mentioned your son who's four, um, as, uh, he's like into the, into the band stuff. How, yeah, like, he's like our fourth he... member. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's, he's, he's just always been present. Like, I don't know. He's, he's my, He's attached to my hip. He's he's my everything. So he he comes wherever I go, and uh, music's oh, a very so big cool. part of that. And he's just like the most chill to have around. Uh, I think he's genuinely interested um, with music and uh, just yeah everything that comes to be a part of it. And we've never had an issue with him being present for these for these things and he's never been, been a distraction so it's been and amazing. it doesn't scare him yeah no exactly well i mean <laughs> when we shot the video for filth i think there was a point yeah. where i might have scared him but uh, yeah he, he knew that dad was just uh performing for the old camera but um yeah I, I and i think it's also important that he he grows up around this this community and to see how that there is an outlet for him down the road that he could um potentially um uh, utilize down the road, you know, uh, it's not easy growing up, especially nowadays. So, I mean, if you can find some sort of comfort in having music uh, as an outlet, then I think that's a beautiful thing. Not to mention, you know, knowing the fact now that like, just because people make hard music doesn't mean that they're scary people. No, no. Yeah. Well, it's good that he's learning that earlier on. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. That, that's been like something I've learned only in the last like right. few few years of working in, in the music industry and um, like doing doing this podcast. Like this is something that came up because of COVID. Yeah. Um, oh, crazy. That's amazing. Right? And but just like you said, just like needing that creative outlet, needing something to do. And yeah. I've yeah, I've just like, you know, been been lucky enough to interview some really interesting, cool people and Every time I'm like, oh, like my girlfriend, every time I'm done, she's, she has her office set up in our bedroom. So I always go and open the door once I'm done. And she's like, how was it? I'm like, they were the nicest people. And she's like, oh, really? Yeah, it's, it's been it's been very cool. Like, That's beautiful. Like, I'm glad that you're doing that. 
But yeah, man, let's uh, let's talk a bit more about the band. So I I did read online that Teeth kind of was formed out of just needing an outlet, um, somewhere to let out a bunch of anger that you guys kind of like collectively had kept inside. Why why is that? Why was that so important to uh, form form this? Uh, I guess it's a side project or. Yeah, I do. I mean, for for me, it's definitely like a main thing. Yeah, it's definitely. I think. I think right now, it's like all of our main focus. It started okay. out as it started out as like a, an idea of no expectations and no yeah. commitment. And I think uh, after the first session, we were like, we have something here that's really special, and that's hitting us all on uh, every level. And uh, we would be doing ourselves a disservice if we didn't uh, move forward with it. So it was pretty quick that we found something that could have just potentially been a, a one-off side project to be our main, um, uh, our, our main focus. Right. Chris, I know you're kind of like more actively in other bands or at least like bands that are putting stuff out. And Blake, have you just, have you just, uh, kind of been taking a break from, from the music scene? Cause I know straight reads the, the line, like hasn't been putting anything out in a, in a few years. Yeah, no, I, I've been in several bands, um, but definitely before Teeth kicked into high gear, I wasn't doing anything original for quite some time. I was dealing with some like personal things, cleaning up uh, some substance abuse issues that I was having and just kind of... Oh, congratulations, man. Thanks, that's man. Good. Yeah, I'll be three years in January. Pretty stoked. Oh, um, that's amazing. So I think with that, I needed to make sure that I was okay before I delve into something uh, that I associated a reckless lifestyle with before. Right, and yeah. Teeth was most definitely a safe space because Chris, myself, and and Legs, we all share uh, a common ground with that whole um, lifestyle. Whereas it's just non-existent in this group, and uh, that that definitely uh, made me <clears throat> want to um, pour myself into it. So, mm-hmm. but other than that, yeah, I think the only thing musically I was doing within the last couple of years would have been uh, I was in like a cover band, which was like awesome because it was like members of old bands that I used to like grow up loving and just like kind of like local heroes to Hamilton. Okay. So to play alongside with them was kind of like an honor in a kind of a tacky kind of way, but it was a lot of fun and definitely like we do like 90s covers like once a month and it was just a lot of fun. And I also found like a new range in my vocals um, with that. So yeah, it was definitely kind of like a learning experience, but it was fun above all all else. Cool. Yeah. Who were some of the guys in in, uh, in that cover um, band? There was like Derek Petrella and Dan Akari. They used to be in a band called uh, Black Maria. Uh, okay. It was like on Victory back in the day. Um, Jeff Legree was in a band called El- Eglinton, and uh, and then my buddy or Ellington, and uh, and then my buddy James. He was like in a um, another like kind of local Hamilton uh, metal band, but yeah, just like the best dudes kind of like oh, a couple of years older than me. So like they were kind of the dads of the band and they kind of saw me uh, struggling and then clean up midway through that band's kind of tenure. And uh, it was a lot of fun. It was definitely like a rewarding experience. Cool. Cool. And then Chris, you're, uh, you're involved in hundred sons. Uh, yep. There's a couple, there's a couple born there too, right? Uh, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I started hundred sons back in, 2013 when my old band dead divine broke up so that was like my that's sort of like my next step after then divine stuff kind of hit the fan um so yeah i was doing that for a while and and we're still we're still doing shit um we're just kind of laying low right now um and yeah i also like write occasionally in the band norma jean and mm-hmm. uh yeah for a minute i was talking about joining obey the brave uh so 
um, that would have been cool, but <laughs> they decided to call it quits. So thanks, COVID. <laughs> thanks for fucking killing the gig. <laughs> Yeah, so. but like at least it's paved the way for teeth, right? Like you guys are definitely onto something. So yeah, uh, for sure, man. Yeah. And like and like with with Hundred Sons, it's like it's like me and Corey from Norma Jean, and like it's always just this scheduling stuff is always kind of tough with that. And uh, right, it just it, it's a little bit more like radio friendly. So there's like a lot. It's not like there's more there isn't more work that goes into it. It's just it's it's got to be like a lot more like premeditated and like just with the expectations of that band too, like it just takes a lot longer for anything to happen. Right. Um, and we released our first record in 2017. So like we did that and we toured a bit. Um, and that like went to radio, which was pretty cool. And like it did pretty well, which was awesome. And then, uh, yeah, like Norma Jean had to start touring again because that's like really Corey's like main source mm-hmm. of income. That's like his full-time band. Right. So right. Yeah. once Norma Jean picked up, I was like, I, I need to keep fucking moving, dude. Cause I'm going to go crazy. if I'm like mm-hmm. just sitting on my hands all the time. Um, okay. So that's when like like the teeth thing came up. I was like, I have all these like heavy riffs in the bag, and like that's kind of like where I come from, dude. Like I grew up like listening to like metal and hardcore, so it's it, like to me like teeth is like if anything, teeth is like my like happy place, man. Like it's it's like it, that's like my safe zone where it's like I can just churn this shit out all day because it's just like what I'm most comfortable doing. Right. And then like I knew that Blake was between bands and I was like, this is a perfect opportunity to get all of us together. And like because cool. we've been dude, we've talked about like being in bands together for years. Since like, Circle Down the Vine Days, probably. Yeah, like our like we've like we did our first tours together and shit. So like we've always been like best friends and like it, mm-hmm. it's just always been this thing where it's like, oh like we should do a thing together at some point. And it never lines up because like everyone's always busy. Um so like yeah, this sort of just it was like we kind of hit this sweet spot where everyone had a little bit of time and like legs was ready to do it too. Um, because mm-hmm. legs also plays in hundred sons. So hundred mm-hmm. sons had time off. So legs and I are free and Blake was free. And we're like, let's just fucking bang out some like super heavy pissed off music, man. Cause like <laughs> we all need that outlet, right? Like everyone, for sure. you know, oh, yeah, like everyone yeah. needs that needs a little bit of that in their life. So yeah, it just sort of made sense. And that's it. yeah, now, now we're here. Yep. Sweet. That's, that's wicked. And then, yeah, you guys mentioned that everything is pretty much DIY with the band. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, it's, it's like everything is very DIY with the exception of like, just we, we roll with like a, a few very close, close friends. Like our buddy Travis did luck and Lee Zavitz like helped us with the filth video. Um, and our buddy Morgan Ted, who's like, just like the biggest badass. He lives in the UK. Yeah. He's done all the other videos for us. Um, and then our, our really good friend Davis Maxwell, uh records and engineers everything for us right so it, it like and it's all very tight-knit but it's like us and like a couple dudes oh cool where, where does out. david uh where does david work out of davis works he's actually hilariously enough like down the street from me here in fort erie like you, oh, would, wow. you would think there would be nothing convenient. going on here yeah it's the best <laughs> literally it's like, everything is going on here yeah. that we need to utilize oh and, and also i should shout out like abby at uh flowers and bones she does like a lot of our merch designs she's another okay. like huge part of like just like the visual and stuff, but like we do, like we also do a lot of the graphic design in house. Uh, we do, cool. we do some of the merch designs ourselves, but like Abby will jump in and like <laughs> pop off some cool shit every once in a while too. So I should definitely mention her, but, uh, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, Davis is in, in Fort Erie, which is like, how convenient is that man? Like smallest town ever. And then I just like, I moved here with my fiance a few years ago and uh, yeah, we just like linked up and he's kind of like, Davis rules because he comes from like the same background as us where he's like super into hardcore and like 
metal stuff and he's like really into like really sludgy shit so to have a dude in in like this tiny town where i can like drive 10 minutes down the road and like just he's got this really badass church studio too which is like his extra bonus it's like built in this huge old church and there's like a pipe organ in there and like these crazy stained glass windows so it's like all the vibes it's uh it's kick-ass so yeah we just go there and record everything and yeah we do everything kind of like kind of ourselves and like like i said with like a couple couple really close friends that's that's wicked uh now tell me why fort erie why why did i move here yeah um well so my fiance jess um grew up here she spent like a bunch of her life growing up in uh, we actually live in ridgeway it's like right outside of fort erie okay um it's just this like cute little town man and, and it's like her family lives here and like we have some friends here and okay. rent is so much cheaper, so and, we, much cheaper. and we can have a backyard like and it's like yeah, yeah you know we have a dog colby so she can like she can run around and actually like play and have fun and we're we're right on the border too we're right on the border of buffalo and my fiance jess she's an american citizen as well so it just opens up like job opportunities too for her like she can work in buffalo or she can work here cool um, and it's just like yeah it's just i don't know we have a lot like, like i said a lot of friends and family here we're like two minutes away from in my opinion, like the best beach in Ontario. Like, okay. It's just, a, it's awesome. It, like, you know, it's just, there's like all, all sorts of cool shit going on. And it's, like I said, it's got that small town charm. And it just felt like time Wicked. to get out of like the city, dude. Like, Oh man, I'm, I'm getting, I'm only asking. Cause like I've, I've started talking about <laughs> moving out of the city. I, I'm in yeah. Toronto and <clears throat> oh, I, man, it's getting so expensive. Oh, and, dude, it's crazy, right? Yeah, yeah like, it is. It is. Like we were able to come out here and like we like live in a house, so it's like th- just that yeah. alone is like, yeah. I'm like uh, as a fellow Torontonian, it's like, good luck with that, dude. You know what I mean? Like, like that yeah. that's unheard of, you know? Right? I, and yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm turning 34, and like to be living in a house is like, <laughs> like it's just no way I could do that living in Toronto at no. this age. No one can. Like nobody <laughs> no can, one dude. Can. Like no. the <laughs> job you'd need to have would be ridiculous. And I'm not that smart, dude. And like, you know, so it's like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not that talented and fucking metalcore ain't paying the bills. So, um, yeah, you know, so like, you know, yeah, it just made sense to come out here and it's just, it's like so relaxed, man. We can like have bonfires in our backyard and barbecue and it's just Wicked. super chill. So yeah, man, I like it. Here. It's good. Yeah. Okay. And then Blake, you're, you're based in Hamilton. I'm in Hamilton. Yeah. Which, 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 which is pretty yeah. sweet, but also it's getting close to. Uh, become like Toronto uh, by the day it's uh, rents rising you know uh, mm-hmm. populations increasing it's uh it, well, it's everyone from Toronto is just moving out there that's right and that's before, why right? so thanks a lot yeah. and also yeah. uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but yeah no I love it it's uh it's great for now I've definitely um explored um thinking about moving uh this way just because I love Fort Erie I love Ridgeway it's beautiful out here there's a lot of homies that live out this way now uh, or have for a while and it's quiet I'm not like a city kid anymore where I was in my earlier years but now I'm kind of like old geriatric Blake that likes quiet time and uh (laughs) you know um no horns honking but uh but yeah uh, Hamilton's tight I'm pretty situated out there so I'll probably be there for a little while realistically right yeah. Right. And then I, I'm guessing the drive, the drive from Hamilton to Fort Erie isn't too bad. No, either, it's like right? 45 so. minutes the way I drive. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If that, man. yeah. <laughs> right on. Yeah. Cool. Um, well, tell me, guys, why, why is there no bass in the band? It's just the three of you, right? Well, yeah. Well, so, so there is like there is in the oh, recordings. Okay. Um, like I track all the bass. 
just we have it. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. But uh, no, there, there, there will be like a touring bass player. It's just at the time, like for us, it was like me, Blake and Leg just clicked so well and it made so much sense. And we had right. everything done. That's all we needed, really. It was just like, yeah, it's just like, why add another voice? Like, we, we had already had, like, all the songs that you've heard. So, like, Destroyer and Filth and Death Race and Writhe were already done um, between, the, like, the three of us. So, okay. it was like, okay, well, we got to, like, take, we got to take, like, promo photos and, like, we got to kind of announce this band and, like, do whatever. So, we all kind of had a vision. And, like, I mean, like, I'm sure you know, like you know, the more cooks in the kitchen, the harder it gets. Right. Mm -hmm. So it was like, Oh yeah. Do we just like add, do we bring another dude in as like an official member? Well, technically another two people, right. Cause we're going to need another guitar player. Yeah. We have another guitar player. His name's Andy. He's fucking awesome. Yeah. Um, we just haven't like gotten around to like doing anything with him yet. And we haven't been touring. So like we haven't had a chance to play live, but, uh, it just doesn't make sense just right now. Right. right. Just right now. It's just like (laughs) the three of us are getting everything done. Right. So it's like, I feel like Mm -hmm. it makes the most sense. Like we all had, the whole thing with teeth is like the three of us wanted to do this together. We had a vision for it. And I think that like skewing that or distorting that in any way, or like, again, not to say that like we're the fucking end all, like end all be all or whatever of, yeah. of whatever. But like, I just think that like, we need to like get the point across as clearly as possible and then like bring people in to like help us keep that rolling. So like, up until right now, there's just been really no need to like bring anyone else in or like overcomplicate things. Yeah, I know. It's not like it was like a really like thought out, like uh, calculated thing. It was just like we were all just working so good together. And like Chris said, it's like we just didn't find the need to uh, ha- welcome anybody else in when we pretty much had all of our ducks in a row. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Do you have any, um, any like people in mind? Well, you said you have Andy in mind for. Uh, Andy's our guy second. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Andy, yeah. he also plays the man called Deck Piss. Um, okay. Which is fucking odd, like this rad punk band from Hamilton. Yeah, if you check out Deck Piss on Spotify, you're going to have a good time. They're sick. Deck Piss. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Andy's going to be touring and playing guitar with us. He's the man. Like, he rules. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, for bass, like, it's, I don't know, like, Les Claypool or something, probably. Yeah. Or, yeah. like, maybe Fieldy from Corn. Or the guy from Metallica. Not yeah. Newstead, but the other guy. Robert. Yeah. Ozzy's guy. Yeah. So, we'll he, see. He showed interest. No way. Oh, I'm cool. totally right. kidding. Yeah, we're joking. <laughs> Fuck. All right, guys. I was just like, shit. Uh, Imagine. Okay. We're going to get Nipples, who was the first bassist of Straight Reason Line. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't know. There's there's definitely, like, there's a few people who've been kicking around. Like, our buddy Terrence from Obey the Brave, like, he was going to do that tour with us. Right. Uh, that tour that we were supposed to be on with Obey the Brave, he was going to pull Double Duty. Double Duty. Um, which would have been super badass, but that never, you know, like I said, that didn't happen, so... Um, that's where we got canned and then they ended up breaking up. So like, I don't know what's going on with that, but yeah, I mean, we'll see there's definitely like a few people in mind and he could be one of them. I don't know. Um, just going to have to work it out. See, see what makes the most sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and like what kind of like fits when it comes to touring. Right. Cause like, that's the thing. Like the biggest thing for us is like, you gotta be ready to like hit the road as hard as we plan to in 2021. Right. So it's just scheduling needs to make sense. So. Right. Okay. All right. All right. Well, you guys have, You've released five singles already. Are, are, are there going to be any more singles before the uh, before the album drops? Or um, I don't know, man. Like I, I personally, I wasn't planning on it. Like I hadn't really thought we would, but like you never know, dude. Like I don't know, man. Like what was the question? I'm sorry, <laughs> my phone blew up. I'm sorry about that. He played oh, no worries, no worries. Panic attack. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, uh, he was asking if. Uh, 
if we're gonna release another single before the record comes out. And I was like, I don't, I don't like. Yeah, we haven't really discussed that up until yeah. it was just asked right now. But I feel like the way we've been rolling out our material in the past, which has just been single after single after single after single, it's like, do we approach it where we just drop another single, and be like, hey, the album's coming out soon, or do we just drop the whole fucking album without anybody knowing about it? Or yeah. I, I right. don't even think we know. Yeah, I, I mean, I like, I mean, I personally like, I would love to just drop the record. Same, you know. Um, is I'm it, not is saying it that's like that. close to be ready for that, or pardon me? Like, what what kind of time frame would this be? You think? Well, the the, the record would definitely drop in 2021 yeah. at this rate. Um, just yeah, just because of like time. Would it would have like been that. done by now for sure? But um, maybe it was a blessing in disguise that we had a little more time to to figure it out. But, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But it would definitely be like 2021. I would love to personally. I would love to release it like early 2021 yeah you know before the summer for sure like first okay. or second quarter would be really cool just because like i would love to sort of like use that to set our year up um right and then get touring once things get back to normal so right um and we just have so, like i said man we have so many songs too where it's just like the more i listen to them all together the more i kind of I, like i know blake and i were talking about this and like legs and i are talking about it and it's like I would just love to present it as like one, not to get too like corny and up our own ass, but like <laughs> it'd be nice to like give everyone like a collection of T songs yeah, of course. instead of like these kind of one-offs, which I think are really cool and they definitely have value in their own way. Like I think, I do think that like in the current industry landscape, like releasing singles is something a lot of bands should start doing for sure. Um, okay. I, I think I, I don't, I don't know that like full length albums are going to be like the norm yeah for much longer I, I don't know right like i'm not sure but like just the way like people's like attention spans nowadays are so short right so it's like mm-hmm. you gotta stay on top of things and you gotta keep moving so but like i think that we've we like like blake was saying like we've released you know a handful of singles now and i think the next move is to really do something like a little bit bigger mm-hmm. like visually and creatively again like sounds a little corny and like every band kind of like i don't know i feel like every band like overhypes their albums you know where it's like this is gonna be the best thing we've ever done and we've grown and whatever (laughs) you know but like you know but like i think uh i think for us like it's just the most obvious next step is to like release like a collection of things that all go together and i mean it just makes sense too for like even like recording budgets and shit like that like when you're doing like one song at a time like it it, adds up more so it's just it's it's like tough whereas like if you like you know, if you fund a whole record, it just kind of makes more sense to like put more money and more time and stuff into it. So I think right. I think that's like the next move. Yeah, sorry, it, sorry to fucking ramble, by the no, way. No, no, and no. I think no. At, at this point too, it's been reciprocated that our fans have kind of just been like, okay, great, love the singles, so good, love them, big fan. Where's the full length? So yeah, yeah, it definitely makes sense that that's going to be the next drop. So yeah, if it right. comes all at once or it comes uh, after a single, that's uh, that remains to be seen, I guess. Okay. Now, Blake, I know you're you're a pretty big vinyl head, so are you oh. are you going to be excited to put this out on on vinyl? Yeah, I hope so, man. I hope 100%, so. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Sweet, hundred p. Yeah. Um. Well, from the singles that are out right now, what uh, what are your favorite? Which one is your favorite? Ooh. Ooh. Or the one that you're most proud of? Oh, I don't know, man. I was actually li- I was listening to our Spotify the other day in the car. Yeah. Tra- like tough, thinking man. about that, I was like, I don't know which one I dig the most, man, because like. I feel like you just have a tendency, like whatever the most recent thing is, like every human or like every creative type, you're like, you know, like there's like an inclination to 
lean towards the most recent thing you've done. Mm, okay. So like the answer would be writhe, but like I don't know, dude, because then I listen back to like death rate, like again, like I'm not embarrassed to admit, like I I like our band. <laughs> you know, like yeah. I think every band should be like that. Like I like the Definitely. shit we release because I'm writing it for me. Definitely. First and mm-hmm. fucking foremost. Definitely a good so, sign, like, yeah. Like I hear filth. Like <laughs> when I listen back to filth, I'm like, fuck dude, this is like a shit kicker. And yeah. then like even Destroyer, like I haven't heard, I didn't hadn't heard that song in so long. And yeah. I listened to that, and I was like, "Fuck, man, it's really <laughs> this hard. song is sick." And Smothers kind of sick, like, very sick. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, I don't know, man. I just like, yeah, hard to pick one for sure. I can, yeah. get, I can give. Ugh, it's so hard, man. Yeah, do you have one. I'm, I'm gonna go with Destroyer just because it was like the, it was like, it was the song that kind of kicked everything off, and it yeah. came from such a pure place, and it was just so like honest and real not to say that everything we've done ever since has hasn't been but it was just kind of that one just stands out the most because it really it was really the benchmark for what we do yeah up until this point but uh i mean yeah like filth is fucking huge smothers incredible uh death race we we, we did death race um when we basically accepted our fate that we weren't going to be going on tour and that our album to be recorded was going to be postponed so we wanted to voice our frustrations to covid and the the current climate of the world in, in song form and that's what death race was so that holds quite a bit of significance and of course ride is super recent and and touches on such an important um subject matter and it's yeah i, I think yeah i i can't i can't give you one dude <laughs> I, I think i think dude like i think death race is definitely up there for me too just because like i feel like it was like a special moment when we realized that we weren't going to be touring for the rest of the year yeah and that like the world was fucking literally uh, shutting down before our eyes yeah and and i think mm-hmm. that like coming to like the realization of all that stuff and like kind of just like coming to terms with it and then and then saying fuck it let's just keep going like let's just keep going it's so special because where we once felt we had literally nothing like everything was kind of slowly being uh ripped away or it was dwindling away the only comfort we could find was that we knew we could still get in a room, socially distance, of course, or, or remotely the way yeah. we did that song um, and, and create and give us a sense of normalcy. And that's very much mm-hmm. like how we felt during the process of that song. Yeah. And I remember okay. like also like just like the, the mad like we 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 kind of like had some of those ideas in the bag and then like the COVID stuff happened and we were like, let's just write a song about this and like how frustrating it is and like just how how like. Dude, it's and it's like so awful, like the whole COVID thing too, man. Like it's so terrible for so many people in so many different ways. When it mm-hmm. like even it comes to like domestic abuse and stuff like that, you have kids being stuck at home and they can't go to school and they're with their fucking shitty abusive parents or, mm-hmm. or you know like like women who can't go to work and they're stuck at home with their shitty husbands. Like or if you have like a yeah. drug problem and yeah. usually you'd be able to take a couple of days off from that by doing something else that you considered real life, but now you got nothing right. to. Now you got uh, nothing. Yeah, yeah. It's just this kind of like psychological. Or even just mental health, man. Mental yeah. health people you, right now are struggling. On everyone. Exactly, and yeah. it's just kind of like this kind of like psychological trip that everyone's kind of having to deal with. And like, I remember like when we were talking, we're like, let's just write a song about this. Um, so we kind of started piecing it together and then like we it, it happened so quickly and like we banged it out really quick and then it was like a mad race to like track it yeah. and get it out because right. I, like we were like let's i want to be the first band to like talk about this man like 
it was like a mad dash to release like the first like the first <laughs> COVID-19 song. Yeah. Right. Um, right. And like and not for like publicity or just like, just because like I was like, let's fucking be the first band. We were so driven by it. I was like so right, stoked yeah, yeah. on it. And I was like, shit, dude, like no one else is talking about this right now. Yeah. And like we have this kind of like unique opportunity where it's like I record a lot of stuff at my like at my home studio. Like I have a really modest, like small little home studio. I record a lot of shit here, man. Like Blake has his own like mic and like pr- like his own shit at home. Legs can do all his drum stuff at his house. So it's like, we, we like, we're like, let's just fucking do it. Like, let's just go as fast as we can get this done as quickly as we can. We're all comfortable with our instruments. So it's not like we're not cutting corners, but it's like, mm-hmm. let's just get this done so we can be, I don't know. We can like give people something to relate to because that's the other thing, right? Like when, when this all happened, like bands kind of like shut down, you know, like mm, the, the yeah. arts and, and like the creative community sort of like ground to a halt. You know, there's yeah. like nothing happening in film and television and, and music and all that stuff. Everyone kind of got like stuck. So I was like, let's like, dude, like how cool would it be to be like the band that like some people maybe hopefully fingers crossed, maybe people like associate the positive with yeah. like us releasing this song that relates directly to what <laughs> they're going through right now in real time. Like it's almost like a narrative, right? So yeah, yeah. There's not a lot of times that you get just like we haven't lived through many moments in history where you can like kind of grab onto that. And it's, it wasn't like, like I said, it wasn't like a PR thing. It was just like, fuck, dude, like how cool it like would it be to like, I don't know, get like throw this music out there and like hopefully people connect to it because it's happening right now. You know, like yeah. this isn't yeah, about something yeah. that happened in the past or like this isn't like a metaphorical thing. It's like, dude, it's like going down right now. Yeah. And like if we it's can so get topical. it out. Yeah. It's just kind of and it's weird. Right. Like it's like, again, you, there's not many opportunities to do something like that. Right. So, yeah, we were just like, let's fucking do this. And like, so I, I think that song is like special to me, man, because sure. cool. I was like so yeah. pumped that we were able to get it out and like nothing was in the way and we just like it, it like it worked and it i also think that that song like i still think it has like the most plays on our spotify so like mm-hmm. the people fact like that it. it connected with people was like really really cool right yeah yeah we had a lot of support behind that song it felt really good uh to get it out there for sure yeah cool well that's that's cool because that that is uh that was my favorite one <laughs> the favorite one that i had to yeah that was actually i'm pretty sure the first uh the first teeth song that i had heard was death race um and then the first video i saw was filth and so those those are my top two cool thanks right buddy uh, why is the band cold teeth that was like for for me man it was always like so my old band i was in an old band uh i was in an old band uh, my old <laughs> band um dead and divine we had a song called teeth and like for the longest time like we had talked about making that like an album name and like while that name was bouncing around like dude like the second i heard it i was like fuck dude i wish i could like start a band called teeth because like okay. it's just so like it, it, i don't know man it's it's just such like a primal thing you know like uh-huh. i don't know there's just like it, it just like elicits like a certain image in my brain and like i just think with like with the way that this band sounds it just makes so much sense um and it's yeah it has nothing to do with dead and divine or anything like that it's just like that that just I just heard when we came up with that song name I was like fuck dude it's too bad we didn't name our band that <laughs> you know <Right. laughs> so when the time came I was like I want to like I want to start a band called Teeth because like yeah it's simple 
It's like memorable. It's like easy to recognize. Sounds aggressive. It just sounds like, yeah, it's it sort of like it kind of leads you in a certain direction mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. when you hear it without hearing the band. Like you, you kind of know what to expect. Like, I feel like you would assume it's maybe heavy, but it's also yeah, not like it's, it's also not like over the top, like evil or dark or like, you know, like a lot of metal bands have these like like just like really over the top names, you know, like Cannibal Corpse, you know, which yes. who is sick. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> and like, you know, it's like those uh, dude, like Cannibal Corpse is fucking sick. Um, and I'm Shitfucker's biggest fan, but uh, <laughs> um, that's a good name. But uh, Teeth is just sort of like it's kind of like in big. It's just sort of like I don't know, man. I feel I feel like it kind of like leaves you wondering like what the band is about. For sure. It doesn't sound too like sinister and like, oh, you know, like we're we're heavy. But I think once you hear our band and then you and then you associate the two, I think it makes like so much sense, man, because it's just so like gritty and like kind of in your face. And like there's also like lots of weird stuff. Like I've always like I have a I have a tooth tattoo because there's like the whole like like all the mythology surrounding like teeth for like, mm-hmm. pe- like humans, like people and like what we associate like it's dental health with um yeah. <laughs> but like you know how there's like you know you have we like to spread the word of oral hygiene <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> um yeah floss uh yeah but you know there's like there's like a psychological stuff too right where it's like you know like i'm sure you've heard like if you if you dream about like losing your teeth you know it's just oh, like yeah. th- there's like all those like all that shit yeah 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 it's like yeah. super creepy weird stuff where it's like it could be like death or like it could mean that you're dying because like historically yeah, or like, like letting go of something like letting go of something or like you're you're concerned about losing something important to you because right. like teeth are this it's just you know it goes again i'm not to get like too deep and corny but there's just like it holds i don't know it just seemed like it made so much sense for this band for sure yeah and, yeah and like I, I mentioned it to legs and he was like fuck yes like right away uh cool. so i was like okay that's good so like he's he's like super into it and like, yeah, like, like I it, mentioned to, yeah, like both Blake and legs were like just down as fuck right on the gate. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, I think the, the word you said was primal and like, that's kind of what, what I got to from it when, uh, when I was listening to it, I'm also like, as you're explaining all of this, I'm staring at the photo of, uh, you Blake, like pulling your mouth open yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, like that it's teeth. Like, <laughs> you yeah, know? dude, it's <laughs> like, yeah. When you think of like, even like, like predators and like, just like what teeth do you know what i mean like they tear things apart and they like they like deconstruct shit and like you know what i mean and like it's like they're violent in a lot of ways and like unsettling and like yeah there's and then there's like like i said there's like the whole mythology and like all the psychology around like decay and like what you know like what teeth mean to people in society Mm -hmm. and like it like represents like vigor and like health and like strength you know, right. again, right. like we could go down the rabbit hole, I'm sure. And like mm. a lot oh, of this shit sure. I'm like pulling out of my butt right now. But like, <laughs> it's just like, dude, it, like I'm it, hanging on to every word here. I'm yeah. just like, that's so true. Yeah. But yeah. It all, yeah. you know, oh, like it's sure. all crossed my, it's like all crossed my mind. Like, and like, I mean, obviously like above all, I was like, it just sounds cool. But like, yeah, like all that yeah. stuff sort of applies. Right. Like, I just think that it's just like, I don't know. When you think about teeth, you just think about like, I don't know. A lot of things cross a lot of people's minds in it. And for sure. Yeah. It means so much to so many different things to different people. 
Yeah, it's, it's nice that it fits so snugly too, just because usually it's such a daunting task trying to name a band. So having this kind of and just hitting it out of the park right off the hop, you're like, yeah, this definitely, right. this is definitely teeth. Yeah. So nose didn't yeah. really fucking hold no. the same way. Ankle, we tried. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I think I think also just having like a band name with like just a one syllable band name like yeah. that, like it's it's, it's yeah. just, it feels good, you know. Again, that's, it's that's like, the other thing, dude. Like I've always been in like multi-word bands. Mm-hmm. you know where it's like and like you see it on like a flyer and it's like fuck <laughs> like there's it's just like they're trying to cram your band name into this little tiny spot and i was like dude teeth teeth is short man teeth yeah. is short yeah. sweet it is five yeah. letters like yeah. that's like dude you can print that shit huge man mm. here we yeah, go yeah for sure <laughs> if we're a support band our name's gonna still look bigger than a headliner so fuck them um cool so um, yeah, also before this, I, I was uh, I was creeping you guys on on Insta, well both the band pages and then your personal pages. So I'm gonna ask about we're gonna do kind of like a hot ones thing where I ask about pictures, so cool. uh, certain pictures in the thing. So I think this is who's this? Is? This is Chris. How long have you been using Alpha Brain? Oh, dude, <laughs> um, since Joe Rogan told us to. Yes, yeah, since, yeah. <laughs> since Joe told me to. Uh, since Aubrey, yeah, um, no, uh, it's been fuck, dude. It's been, it's been, um, let me think. I, so I tried it. So it's actually like, it goes way back. So I tried it like three years ago. Okay. Um, because I, I like got into the idea of nootropics and I was like, that's really interesting, dude. Like I never mm-hmm. thought about that. It, it never occurred to me that you could like, obviously like I've been into like going to the gym and like powerlifting and shit like that for like years now. And I've always been like an athletic dude. So like, like I've always been like a big, like kind of like stocky guy. Like right, played right. football my whole life. Um, and then like, yeah, over the years I got in like powerlifting and stuff like that. So it's like, I've always been super familiar with like supplementing like for physical, like for like muscle growth and whatever, you know, like all that normal shit mm-hmm. that everyone's used to. But then, yeah, like when I heard about the nootropic thing, I was like, that's pretty cool. Like, yeah, I didn't really realize that that was a thing. And also I'm like a fucking nutter, dude. Like I'm so weird. Like I- I'm so like, <laughs> All, like d- driven to like almost like almost to a fault where it's like okay. when I get stuck on a subject or like a topic or a project or something like that, like I like drive myself into the ground trying to get it done. You're all in. I'm like all in. And then like, yeah. I have a really hard time, like, like letting stuff go like that. So I was like, I should probably <laughs> like take a supplement to like make my brain work better. Okay. Um, because I was just, I found like, I would just get so like, dude, like I would get like obsessed with photography and like, obviously I'm a guitar player. So I'm like obsessed mm-hmm. with guitar by default. And then I would get into in this photography thing and then I would get super obsessed with like videography stuff. And then like, I like cars. So I'd get like really obsessed with that. And then like, I would get into like, I, I've been doing graphic design my whole life. So then I would be like taking on all these graphic design projects. And then like, obviously I have a home life. So like that takes up a chunk of my brain. And right, then like, yeah. I have this work, I have like, I work for positive grid. So like doing that stuff takes up a huge chunk. And it's like at a point, like a few years back, I was like, dude, I'm like fucking, I'm like burning myself out, dude. Like, I don't know. I don't even have like the capacity, like mentally to do all this at the same time. So I found myself like switching back and forth between things, which okay. I hated because that meant I was like letting, I was like leaving loose ends, man. Like I would take on a photography project for a brand and like totally burn myself out while I was doing that. And then I'd realize like I haven't touched my guitar in like four four weeks or something like that, right? Right. You know, and and then I would get into like we'd make the hundred Suns record, 
And that would be like a year long thing where I was like completely obsessed with that. And I realized that like, I hadn't fucking done anything else, dude. Like, <laughs> I'd like, right. Yeah. You know, like I was having like all this trouble multitasking because I just get so hell bent on like these like specific things. So yeah, when I found out about nootropics, I was really stoked on it. So I tried it. Um, and the bottle that I got was like from, so I guess the FDA hadn't approved or what, however, whatever the fuck the process is. I don't know, man, but like the, I had ordered the alpha brain from mm-hmm. like the on it website. Yep. yep. And the one, the, the alpha brain that I got was shipped out of Canada because I guess there was an issue with shipping non FDA approved supplements over the border, obviously. Right. So right. I got this like weird Canadian blend and it had like, dude, it had like none of the shit that the actual alpha brain had. Was it still made by on it? It was made by on it, but manufactured in Canada. They had like outsourced it and used oh. all different ingredients. Like it was all different oh. shit. So I was like, dude, all this research I've done on this alpha brain stuff. And, and it's got, like, I got some other shit. I just got some other weird shit. And I was like, yeah, Dude, this is like fucking taurine and caffeine, man. Like, this isn't like if you if you've read up on like the the honest stuff, it's like it's got all these crazy like proven supplements that like help your yes. brain. Um, yeah, and, and there's like a lot of a lot of science has gone into it, um, and there's been a lot of like studies surrounding it, um, and like placebo, like double blind, like all that shit. So like, right? Yeah. When I yeah. when I got something totally different, I was kind of bummed. So I tried it, didn't do anything. Like, I didn't notice anything at all. So I gave up on Shit. it. I was like, "Fuck this!" I just got like ripped off. That sucks. Um, you, so you you didn't you didn't let Joe know and get your money back? Isn't that part of the deal? I hit him up. Yeah. So I was like, yeah. I hit up on it. <laughs> I wish I could have hit up Joe. Uh, <laughs> I hit up on it, and I was like, "Yo, this didn't work." So they gave me my money back and whatever. Um, and then yeah, like a few years down the line, ho- weirdly enough, it was Blake that like nudged me on it because he got a bottle of it. And I was like, dude, did you get the weird? This is like this year, like a, like mm-hmm. a couple months ago. And I was like, dude, did you get the weird Canadian one, though? And he like sent me a picture of the back of it. And it was the American one from Austin, Texas. And I was like, holy shit, they must have like figured out a way to get it over the border. It must have just been approved or something. So now I can get it. So then I, I fucking went nuts and ordered two bottles of it. <laughs> and sweet. Uh, so have, you noticed, just, uh, have you noticed anything? I mean, like. You I know, know it's not like a very obvious like, no. oh, but like you do feel like it's like CBD, right? Like it's like, you, yeah. So like the only like, thing, like a vitamin. Yeah. I don't, I, I, I don't think that it's like, it wasn't, it's nothing like super noticeable, but like the one mm-hmm. thing I noticed the most, and it's funny cause it's like the Joe Rogan pitch is he always talks about this. And it's, it is really the one thing I noticed is like, it's like when I'm talking, there's like being able to grab words out of thin air, you know, like, you know, like oh, yeah. you, you're again, like on a podcast, you're like, you stumble for words and you like try to explain yourself and like articulate ideas. I find right. it, it like, it makes it a little bit easier to like articulate the things that you're trying to get across. And right. yeah. again, like, exactly sort of, like pull from yeah. your brain's dictionary a little better. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, I feel like a little sharper in that respect. Right. I also drink a shitload of coffee. So yeah. like that right. paired up with that is like, is like kind of like super fuel. So, okay. Um, yeah, sorry, that was a really long-winded answer for no, a relatively short question. Totally fine, to know, man, man. This can, we're talking about Joe Rogan. This can be a four-hour podcast if it needs to be. It's there we go. <laughs> we should all get on the Joe Rogan podcast and oh, blow up and I, act I think, like we don't know nobody. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, okay, and uh, so, Blake, this is from your Instagram. Tell me about uh, Blake Prince and the Alarmist. Oh, shit. Did I post about that? Um, yeah, just like, I think... Um, <clears throat> 
uh, it's just kind of uh, an idea that came from nothing. Uh, it's okay. an intimidating one as I've never really tried to uh, attempt anything of a solo project before, but I definitely have um, a folder which is very much catered to teeth. And I also have a folder that's very much catered to like some more um, poetic approach to words, lyrics, uh, whatever you want to say. And I always kind of had a desire to put it to something different uh, and outside of the box of the heavier genres that I've been involved in, in the past. And it's still up in the air as to what it's going to be. But uh, I think ultimately it's going to be a collection of songs um, that I'll eventually perform live. Okay. And uh, yeah, it's just, it's still, it's still so early on uh, just kind of incorporating some, some artwork and, and uh, some ideas together and, Right. Uh, see what comes of it with zero expectations, just kind of another creative outlet to keep me busy and sharp during these uh, these times of uh, uncertainties. Cool, cool. Uh, tell me about the artwork that uh, that you posted with this. Who drew it? Yeah, so Robbie Smith from Heavy Heavy Lolo, which is a band that I grew up just loving so much and ended up becoming pretty tight with those guys down the road after they broke up. And Robbie and I have been in talks like for years and years, and I've always been a huge fan of his style and his like very weird and obscure and obscene at times uh, mm -hmm. styles. And uh, when I kind of pitched him the idea of the project and what I wanted to do, he was right on the same page with me and uh, he drew me three characters uh, that might have represented different uh, moods of mine, um, different statuses okay. that I've been. And it, it all kind of just came together such as that. And uh, yeah, um, it's so cool to have him be a part of it just because I grew up looking up to a guy like him. And yeah, it's, it's kind of maybe a project that's uh, catered to things that I've personally been inspired by over the years that's just uh, selfishly mine, I guess. Right, right. Yeah. Cool, cool. I, I the artwork is very, very dope. I am very excited to see like what comes out of this. Thanks, but, uh, man. Yeah, I think uh, yeah. I think I'm gonna do uh, probably an EP's worth of songs. You know, nothing cool. crazy with zero expectations. Definitely want to like drop a little merch, maybe a little vinyl run, see what happens. But uh, just ultimately something to keep me busy and I, I feel like in in my sobriety I, I I have a very hard time sitting still I'm constantly doing something I'm constantly rearranging my apartment or you know like painting or you know something and uh it's it's just it's just better for my brain to be constantly moving doing something productive uh as opposed gotcha. to being stuck in my own thoughts to where uh, I could have fallen like you know upon uh, hard times again what what's your uh what's your favorite thing to do with your son Oh man, so much. He's like the funnest kid ever. Um, we love swimming. We love the beach. Um, oh, we, we just like, uh, I just recently got, uh, my Nintendo like, uh, jailbroken or like modded or whatever. So I have like okay. a, like a hundred new games to him that are like old to me, like Batman and like Chippendales rescue rangers and shit like that. So we like, oh, nice. I'm starting yeah. to teach him to play that. I don't want him to like, you know, no offense to like Xbox and PlayStation three kids and stuff like that. It's, it's kind of, um, I never really fell into that. I don't have the attention span for it personally. And I definitely would prefer him to do something productive with his life, but I don't see any harm in, uh, Nintendo games for him to yeah. just kind of oh, keep busy sure. and get his, uh, you know, hand uh, yeah. eye coordination down, I guess. But, oh uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And also yeah. just appreciate where gaming, like, you know, has come from. 
yeah, we do that stuff. We go to the drive-in. We love going to movies. We uh, we color. We draw a lot. Um, he's so he's so well spoken. It's crazy having such like mature conversations with a four year old, if that makes any sense. But yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. He's my best. He's my best bud. So we we do everything together. So everything oh, we do man, together. Is, great. Everything we do together is my favorite, except for when he doesn't fucking listen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which is probably just gonna get worse and worse. I, I could relate. My uh, my brother's just turned fourteen. Oh wow! Um, and uh, my my parents had him when I was uh, seventeen. So like I you know kind of had that like I don't know fatherly figure. Sure, yeah, like yeah. Sixties. So yeah, yeah. I totally get that. I totally get that. That's awesome. Uh, okay, so Chris, let me see. I had a couple of things written down here. So yeah, let's talk about your photography, Chris. Um, I went to your photography Insta and like you're fucking good thanks man so good thank you yeah um how how long how long have you been doing that um i'd always like i'd always kind of dabbled with like cell phone photography stuff like once once phone cameras got you know the way that they are uh i noticed that i was just i don't know i sort of just i kind of gravitated towards that like i i'd grown up being like really into graphic design so that was always a thing and then like Mm -hmm being in bands like we always need we always need like some kind of creative imagery or whatever and like i would try to kind of like fill that gap with graphic design stuff but you'd always have to like outsource photography okay and i was like dude photography is like fun as fuck and like i mm-hmm. enjoy it. It, it just for fun just like goofing around right so i sort of got like a little more into it like when like i said when phones started getting like better cameras um yep. and then yeah a few years back i'm trying to think of what it would have been it's probably been five or six years now i got my first like dslr um so i had a real camera and i started messing around with that like right out of the gate like like i mentioned earlier i had like a really obsessive personality so you got really into it i got super into it right out of the gate and like like obsessed with it um Mm -hmm. so i picked it up really fast um and i think that was also like kind of a motivator too like it was sort of like a cyclical thing where i was like i was obsessed with learning more about it and then like learning more about it made me more obsessed to learn more. Like, you know what I mean? So it was like yep. this sort of like cyclical thing that just kept like building and building. And then, um, yeah, man, I just started like taking photo stuff for like the bands I was in, like hundred suns happened. Um, and I was like, cool. I can like, I can do some of our promo shots. Cause like, I could just like set up like a remote shutter and I could shoot all of our own stuff. And then like, so right. that happened and like people complimented that work. So I was like, holy fuck, dude, like people actually like what I'm doing. That's pretty cool. Um, and like, I've never had that. Like no, no one's ever really like paid attention to the photos I've taken. That's kind of this weird new thing. Um, right, right. So, I, you know, that was kind of a motivator. So I just got more and more into it. And then, uh, yeah, I started doing stuff for other bands and other artists and then slowly started shooting for brands and then um, upgraded a couple cameras and then started getting more involved with, like video work and creative direction and visual direction and like stuff like that. So I was like directing videos and like I co-directed the hundred sons videos that we made. So that was like my first kind of step into that world. And like, so yeah, I just jumping kept, I, into film too. Yeah. Yeah. So I was getting more into film and more into like that visual kind of stuff um, on top of music. And then, uh, and then, yeah, I did sort of grown and like, I mean, my fiance is a total babe. So um, and she's, she's a model. So have so a she, muse too. Yeah. And she, she models. So like, it's just really easy for me to be like, Hey, like, let's go out and like shoot some stuff today. Um, right. Because like I have this awesome subject. Right. So, um, so yeah, it's sort of just snowballed. Um, and I just kind of like, just, just attacked it as hard as I could. And like, whenever there'd be like a job opportunity, 
you know, whether it was like an official shoot or whether if it was just like a friend who needed something done, I would just jump on it and like tackle that and like use that as a, as a means to like learn more about that craft. Um, right. And dude, there's like still so much to learn, man. Like I'm still such a um, noob, but like it's it's also forever evolving. Too. It's just the thing. Like, it's, it's like always changing. Yeah. You're always changing, which is uh, like why I'm so interested in it too. Is like cameras are always getting better, and like 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 styles are always changing, and like like things are always like kind of evolving and moving the same way. It mm-hmm. sort of like fills the same gap that music does for me. Um, okay, where it's just like there's not really like there is no end game, right? Like there's no like all right, I'm done. You know, right, it's right. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's you always can just like a, keep, keep uh, doing it. Yeah, there's like a, always a next thing or a new thing to shoot, or there's like, you know, whatever. There's like camera tech like bumps up like crazy and it like opens all these new doors. Like that happened when like they released like DSLRs with 4K. They were shooting yeah. like 4K video in these like thousand dollar cameras, and all of a sudden you're like you're creating like cinema level shit. Yeah, the fucking camera you bought at Best Buy, you know? So it's like, that's <laughs> yeah. opened all these doors, man. And like, um, yeah, so it's just, it, I don't know, it's just super interesting for me. And it kind of like, again, it like feels like guitar, right? Where it's just like, I like gadgets too. Like I like tinkering with stuff, you know? Like I, I okay. like, I like, uh, like I like tangible, I don't know, man. I like, I like things that are made of like wood and metal and like, just like cool mm-hmm. things and like gadgets and like stuff like that. And I like being able to like take stuff apart and like put new shit on it and like make it better or like make it like more like more mine you know like all of my guitars i like pull the pickups out like change those and like i try to customize everything and like that's just like i've always been like that i used to bmx when i was a kid and like i probably came from now where it's like in, in the world of bmx like you just like build custom bikes like if you get if you get like like a bike off the off like the rack like that's like that's not cool, you know. Like you're supposed to like build yeah. your own and like whatever. Oh yeah, it's like skateboarding too, it's exactly, right? Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly the same, right? Like so, I was like it's a kind of Frankenstein, little different parts. Yeah, and I like I grew up like in that world too, like skating and BMXing, and it's like so. Yeah, I've always just been like a fan, dude, of like tinkering with stuff and like making things like a little bit more me. So mm-hmm. yeah, the camera stuff just like totally falls in that category. So you like always get new okay. shit, and, like that's just really fun and exciting. And you get a new lens, and then you're like obsessed with that for a fucking couple months, you know, cause you just want to go shoot right. everything with it. Blah, blah, yep. So. Yep. But yeah, what, man, uh, what are you shooting on right now? I am shooting on a Sony a seven two. Um, and like the primary lens I'm using is a 35 millimeter, uh, 1.4. That's like my kind of go-to. Beauty. So I, yeah, I love no, like a good combo. Yeah. I just, I just like love like really cinematic looking shit. Like I, I mm-hmm. hate that word now too, man. It's been like beaten to death. Yeah, but like I really, yeah, love, I, I know like, what you mean though. Yeah, it's like very like, filmic. Um, yeah, you know, like I, I love like really that like really shallow depth of field, and, like isolating a subject and like kind of creating a mood with a photo. Like I, I just like I love I really and I don't know like if you're into that kind of stuff, if you're into photography and film or whatever, like you could probably notice it in, in like anything I shoot. It's like I kind of want like all my photographs to like look like a, a still from like a film or something. Yeah, for sure. You know, that, and yeah, that's why I ask. I, that's my background too. I went to film school. Oh, uh, cool! Right on. Have a production company, so yeah, yeah I totally get it. Totally yeah, get it. So I'm not like, the I'm not the camera guy in our uh, in the company, but um, I'm I'm around camera guys all the time. Yeah, so. and, and I just like love that kind of shit, dude. Like I'm a huge Fincher fan. Like I just, yeah. I I love I love like that like kind of like grainy, very like like I said like very filmic, very like. Um, 
very like I like I love moody stuff, man. Like really dark. Mm-hmm. Like I'm really into that kind of shit. Sure. Yeah, so I'm just like into that kind of stuff. So that's yeah, like like I said, the 35 is like great for me because it's like it's sort of like your eyeballs perspective, you know? Like that's kind of yes. like what you see. Like yeah, 35 nice to 50 angle, mil or whatever. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um yeah, man. I mean that's that's what I'm shooting right now. I'm like sweet. Honestly, dude, like I don't know, I don't know, like I don't know if I'm gonna change change setups for a while because like it's just like it's i'm just so happy with it dude and like yeah it's such a it's a it's a good setup too like yeah so I, I love the sony and... color science like i, I really dig oh, it yeah the only yeah. thing i've considered is like moving to a fuji because all that okay. new, all the new fuji stuff fucking rips so yeah 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 but it's like learning a, like how to use a camera all over yeah again, it's like is it, you know what i mean it's like is it gonna be that and do i just want that just I, because I like I like getting like gadgets, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, do <laughs> yeah, you need that? Like, probably not, dude. So, you know, right. I'm, I'm like happy where I am. So. All right, and then this is uh, another one for you, Chris. So, like, I noticed your uh, well, it's back from your 2018 Spotify Wrapped thing, and just all the uh, your top three artists are Kendrick Lamar, Post Malone, and Diplo. What like it's is are you? listening to like kind of more hip hop R and B stuff, uh, still today. For sure, man. Yeah. Like I think, uh, I don't know, dude, like I love, I love really heavy shit, of course. Yeah. Um, but I think that like, I don't know, man, I've I've always, I've always loved like everything, dude. Mm -hmm. Um, I've always been like such a huge fan of like hip hop. Hi gravy. Sorry. My, my lady is, my lady's, uh, leaving our room. Oh yeah, no worries. <laughs> um, no, sorry. So yeah, I've I've always been like a big fan of like hip hop and rap and like like mm-hmm. indie stuff, dude. And like even like I've I've like recently gotten like really into like like fusion and like neo soul kind of okay. shit. Like I know that like Legs and I, um, like one of our like favorite bands is this band called Highest Coyote. Um, okay like so so awesome dude and like i just think it's cool to like i pull a lot of influence from that stuff too right like i think i think it's really easy to kind of get like pigeonholed and like kind of stuck in like the metal world when you're Mm -hmm. in metal bands too so it's like i feel like surrounding yourself with that all the time like the only thing that's going to do is just going to like make you sound like you're just recycling the same old shit all the time for sure yeah you know when you're consuming the thing that you do so much it's like I feel like you're just kind of like, you're just, you're inevitably going to just be like regurgitating that. For sure. Whereas like, I don't know, for me, like I, like I said, I love hip hop. I love rap and stuff. I love, dude, I love fucking pop music, man. Like mm-hmm. I know a lot of like, I know that's uncool. I know a lot of metal dudes are like, fuck pop. And it's like, nah, I don't know, man. I fucking yeah. dude, like I write teeth songs, like pop songs, honestly. Like right. you could break <laughs> them down. Like straight up, dude, you could break them down. And like, it's like fucking pop structure like right right. i think there's something to that dude there's a reason why pop popular music is popular is popular it's because it's pleasing dude it's because it's like and like dude t stuff isn't always pleasing right like that and that's and that's the other thing is like having an understanding of like that art form makes it a lot easier for us to sit down and be like how do we make this uncomfortable you know right right yeah and, and, and like Again, it like kind of just gives you a little bit more, um, I don't know, like just kind of like background on, on music in general. Like I just, I don't know. I love all music, man. Like I love all that shit. So yeah, right. I, just, I listen to like the, uh, so much weird stuff. Right, right. Cool, cool. Have you uh, have you been like listening to um, like Screamo rap? 
Um, so uh, like I'm, I'm familiar with it. Um, like Ghost Mane. Yeah. So like that's what I was gonna say. Like I know that I know that Ghost Mane dude. And um, oh, there's another one that somebody just like showed me. I forget who it is. Oh, but, uh, there's like uh, Scar Lord, Star Lord, Scar Lord. Maybe one. that's what it out is. Of the UK. Uh, yeah. She's more like more screamy than uh, than Ghostman. Ghostman just does that weird like I don't know. It's like that vocal. Yeah, and he wears thing. like fucking corpse pain shit. Like yeah, yeah, man. Someone turned me onto it, and I was just like, "What the fuck is this?" And I am so in. I I just love it. Like I kind of fell out of hip hop for the longest time, and maybe in the last couple of years got back into it. And like this, yeah, this is like I I'm into it. I love it. Yeah, man, and like I think. I think that, uh, like, a lot of the, and like, that, I'm sure that dude's, he's probably younger than me, I think. Like, he's, like, a younger guy. That's oh, like yeah, he's, like, 18 or 19. Yeah, holy fuck. So, yeah, so yeah. he's way younger. And it's, like, I think, dude, I think a lot of those, like, a lot of these new artists, like, including people like Post Malone, who, like, a few years ago, when I, like, not to be that guy, but, like, when I was, like, I don't see why everyone fucking doesn't like this guy, man. Like, yeah. there, there was, like, a minute where it was, like, cool to not like Post Malone. And everyone's like, right. he's a fucking tool, man. He's some, like, white dude doing this. It's like, dude, he's just a kid, like, trying to, like, make music that obviously makes sense to him. And, like, right. trying to break through and, like, do this thing for a living. It's like, I think it's fucking cool to see, like, again, like, maybe, like, dude, the Ghost Man shit might not be, like, my... I haven't listened to, like, that much of it, so I don't even really mm-hmm. have an opinion. But, like, I, I do know, like, visually, it's like, I love seeing artists come out who are focused. Another, like, another good example is like Billie Eilish. You know, it's yes. like he's like yeah. young kids coming out writing like fucking crazy songs, great yep. songs. And then like like being so, so, so focused on like the visual element, man, which is like mm-hmm. I, I dude, I think that's really lacking in music nowadays. And I dude, I'll fucking say it, man. I think I think rock and roll music and metal is the fucking worst for it, dude. Like we are <laughs> the most boring fucking like <laughs> seriously, man. And I know, like, that'll probably piss people off, and I'll probably get some, like, shit for that. But, like, I really do think that, like, you'll notice it's all the fucking metal guys who are talking shit on, on these kids like Ghost Mane. Right. And then they walk on stage with, like, a fucking flannel shirt on, and it's like, <laughs> you're wondering why this Ghost Mane kid is playing to fucking 5,000 kids a night. And, right. And you you can only play, like, your local bar. And I'm not right. knocking playing your local bar. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. But it's like... For sure. It's like for th- sure. it's just it's those dudes that seem to have the biggest problem with it. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know, man. I think that's fucking awesome, dude. Like, I miss rock stars, you know? like Yeah. Yeah. I, well, think that's, I think that's what it is. I think it's just, like, the modern rock star. And, like, a lot of it, these, dude. like, Screamo rappers or, like, Billie Eilish. Like, that's just what emo music is now. That's it, dude. It's just It's just, like, the natural evolution, man. Like... Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, like, the natural progression. And I think that, like... Any time that you're like shaking shit up, it's going to be met with a lot of resistance. Do the same way that fucking and not to compare the two uh, because I don't think they're the same thing. But like, it, dude, it's the same way that like fucking Ozzy was like completely like people hated the guy. And like and, like everyone hated Zeppelin when they came out and everyone mm-hmm. hated Floyd. And like, you it's know, you had these bands like who are shaking <laughs> shit up. And like, yeah. that's part of it, dude, is like you have to come out and like turn heads. And like a lot of that is going to be like negative press for a long yeah. time until you like I, I, we just dude, we're watching it happen with Billie Eilish, where it's like everyone was like, fuck this kid. This yeah. kid's lame. Sh- shitty mumble music. Hair, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. OK, well, now she's playing arenas. So like you're fucking yeah. all, you're all wrong. 
Yeah, I'm sorry, yeah, absolutely. Dude. And and absolutely. and I feel like I feel like you don't hear as many people talking shit because that's just become people just like know that that's like the next wave of music. So like, yeah, like mm-hmm. Post Malone and like Billie Eilish and like this Ghost Main dude, like dude, I back it, man. Like I'm fucking cool yeah. with all of it, dude. I think that like if that's like your creative outlet and that's like if you're doing something that like means that much to you and like and you're also again like killing it with the visual stuff, I think that's so important, dude. And I think that like I honestly think rock and roll like needs to take a fucking note from that again. Yeah, we need to like sure. take a page from that book and be like, oh yeah, we used to do that too. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like, we used to fucking wear makeup, man. What the fuck? Yeah. Like, you know, or masks. Like, yeah, masks and shit, dude. <laughs> like, wh- why? Why is it cool? It's cool when Slipknot does it, but it's fucking lame when Ghostmade does. Yeah, I don't know, no dude. Sense. I just think you're mad because the kid is playing to more people than you. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah, totally. So oh, yeah. yeah, man. That's I mean, I, I like I just like love everything, dude. Right, if it's right. good, it's good, man. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, yeah, for sure. What What about you, Blake? What would we see on your uh, on your Spotify Wrapped? Spotify Wrap? Yeah. Well, no, no, not not Wrap, but like just like the uh, you know how at the end of the year Spotify like kind of like gives your these are your top artists. These oh are top God, songs. I'm so obsessive with what I listen to, man. Daughters would be up there for sure. Uh, oh, nice. Yeah. Dillinger Escape Plan, Nine Inch Nails. Uh, fucking. Let's see. Um. Greg Pucciato from Dillinger launched this new label called Federal Prisoner, and he's kind of been rolling out single after single before his release in September, October. So I've been listening okay. to a lot of his solo stuff. Uh, got really into Drug Church this year. They're a great band. Um, yeah. And then, like, as far as, like, uh, rap and hip-hop stuff, I guess, that I frequent, it would be, like, a lot of, like, older stuff. I definitely, like, still fuck with, like, Dre Chronic 2001. I'm a big Eminem kid. Uh, yeah, yeah, I love like yeah. Travis Scott. I kind of found a new love for Post Malone recently, more recently than not. But I listen to everything, man. I kind of love and respect everything, um, and I'll give anything a, a try. I don't. I, I love all genres. So right on. Just uh, within the last year, I've definitely gotten like more uh, weird and experimental with like uh, new things that I've been listening to. So yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Um, well, yeah, Blake. I also just wanted to touch back on uh, on the fact that well, Chris mentioned to me that you're you're a big vinyl head. Yeah. Um. What do you remember? What the first record you purchased was? Deftones Adrenaline. Oh shit. Okay. My okay. mom. My mom got it for me just like before I even had a record player. She just knew I was such a big fan, and I think it was like the only thing that tangible that she could find, like of merch that you mm-hmm. know parents don't really know where to go for like. Uh, for stuff so she, she went to a record shop and found that and she got that for me and i think i had that record for 10 years before i bought my first player so oh really do you do you know what the last thing you listened to on record was on um yeah what did i just get uh shit oh full of hell the new full, full of, of hell, hell record that's crazy yeah. that's a fucking insane it's thing. fucking nuts um yeah so that that but yeah man just uh i was even saying to my girlfriend yesterday i just haven't even had uh time just to sit down and like put on a record so i think i'm definitely gonna make some time to put aside uh and do that this week just so i can kind of get back into it i think it's man i think it's such an important thing i'm I'm like a recent maybe in like the last four or five years uh yeah a recent adopter of it before again i was just like oh it's such a hipster stupid thing blah 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 and then um I forget why. I think one of my buddies 
got one and uh we just like it forced us to just sit down and listen to an album front to back instead yeah, of hitting skip that's, on. that's definitely a beautiful portion of uh yeah. of being into vinyl culture i i went and recorded an album on analog um and just like hearing the quality difference and like and i really spent a lot of time listening to vinyl at that in in those sessions because the the studio had plenty and they had some great sound equipment so Cool. I just I found a love for the sound, the way it just transpired differently than listening to a CD or an MP3, and just like obviously the whole process of it, as corny and lame as it sounds, and any record collector will say this, but you know, pulling it out of the sleeve and looking at the, the art and the and the lyric page, it just it has so yeah. much more of an impact than a CD did for me. So I, I really did find a lot. But there was a time where I was like you, I didn't want to dive into that culture and it wasn't because i looked at it as like a hipster thing it's just my friend matt to well matt from dead divine he, he had such an impressive fucking vinyl collection i was like there's no chance that i'm going to be able to like have anything as sweet as this and then one day i like sold all my cds and then i was like okay well now it's my priority to find everything i once had on cd on vinyl because i'm very okay. like big fan of like supporting obviously music but yeah, having yeah. something physical uh you know because i'm a collector at that and um yeah, it was definitely cool. It was definitely a cool hobby. I quit drugs and I got addicted to uh, vinyl, basically, is what I like to <laughs> okay. say. Okay. What uh, What was your, like, how big is your collection right now? My collection? Your, Sorry. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, shit, I haven't counted. Uh, I'd say, like, I'm nearing 500 pieces of vinyl. Holy shit. Yeah. That's and cool. I've only been collecting for, well, I guess two and a half, three years. So I very right. like uh, impulsively buy things. Uh, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Um, what about like local local bands? Uh, who are you guys listening to that are local, maybe like up and coming um, or just like maybe people that are underrated or not very known just yet? I like this band called Good Depression out of Hamilton. They're fucking pretty sweet. Okay. Um, Hamilton, local. Uh, Have you um, heard of uh, Hot Knives? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Heard of Hot yeah, Knives? They're they're fucking great too. I, I just did an interview with uh, with them a couple of weeks ago, and yeah, I've I've been listening to their EP like a lot. Oh, let's go. Yeah, I'm a little out of touch with the local music scenes because we haven't. I yeah, mean, yeah. for me, I haven't really been out there to really enjoyed or experienced it when we had it passing through the club i'm just fucking working so it's hard for me to pay attention but a few have right. definitely caught my ear but yeah i would i would definitely my, my main choice would be good depression <laughs> of uh solid uh up-and-comer bands for sure cool cool what yeah, about you sure. Chris? i'm trying to think man like i feel like i'm in the same boat dude that just this question makes me realize how like <laughs> fucking out of touch i am yeah. um, <laughs> and i'm i'm I, like dude i bet i like Later today, I bet you like 10 bands are going to pop into my for head. Sure. I'm going to feel like such a dick for not mentioning them. <laughs> um, trying to think, man, like it's just like I don't even know if you could call them up and comers, though. That's the other thing, too. Like, I'll say like fans like from around here, like Dead Tired is sick, but like I don't yeah. know if I call them like an up and coming band, right? Yeah, they played download, I think. Yeah, they're, they've they've like it. they're doing well, they're doing so, it. Um, yeah, like bands like that or like like Exalt is pretty cool. Same thing, like, I don't know if you call them an up and comer. Um, there's, I mean, there's like some, I'm just trying to think, man. Holy shit, dude. I don't know, man. Fuck. Well, I don't know. I'm just going to, I'm going to, I'm going to get crucified for forgetting. Some, Lightworker. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, dude, Lightworker, like that's a band I manage. Um, they're, dude, they're like killing it right now. They just released a record. So I've been listening to a lot of that. They're not local though. They're from California. So. Okay. Okay. But, uh, yeah, I was just signed to Solid State. Um, 
and like super rad band if you're into like kill switch and like kill switch or like as they like dying that kind of like super powerful like metal with like big choruses mm-hmm. um they're killing it right now man like they just released their first record so um we've, cool. been, we've been hustling that pretty hard um is, is that uh are those kind of the artists that you uh, that you represent yeah so light, light worker is the yeah, i manage them um right now it's the only band that i manage because I, I i just i don't want to spread myself too thin man like oh yeah yeah it's definitely it something like got, i'm like really, going on. <laughs> yeah it's something i'm really interested in too man like i love that side of like being in a band like yeah. the management side of things where it's like handling all the kind of dorky stuff right and like kind of piecing it all together and like working on like rollouts and marketing plans and things like that. That's like really fun to me. So okay. I definitely wanted to like take that on with another artist where, you know, where it's like I could like do my thing, but it wasn't like, it wasn't like my personal project. So right. Light, okay. Lightworker is the first band that I've kind of like jumped on with, but uh, yeah, we got, we got signed to solid state, which is really cool. Uh, that's kind of like, that's like the one place they wanted to fucking land. So that's like where all their heroes are, you know, that's, that's the label that all their favorite bands are signed to. So, right. um, yeah, I mean, that was like a big goal. So we nailed that. It was really cool. And yeah, just released, released their new record. It's called Fury by Failure. And, uh, yeah, like right now they're like blasting on active rock radio around the States and all that shit. So it's, yeah, it's doing cool. really well. Right. Right. I guess we also talked about deck piss before. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, deck piss well, is like killer. There we go. Yeah. Sweet. Okay. Okay. Cool guys. And then, Last part, I think, for uh, that I wanted to chat about, just because uh, I think this is something we all we all love, is movies. So yeah, I know you, uh, Chris again. You mentioned in an email that both of you are like big into movies. What kind of genres are we talking about? Or is it kind of cross across everything? Snuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely snuff. <laughs> um, no, I like dude. I like everything, man. I don't. Know, do you right. have like specific? Uh... I love to laugh, man. I am a huge comedy fan. I just, uh, okay. yeah, but I can get right into like the thrillers and the horrors and I'm a big documentary guy and you know, you learn something. It's fun. Um, just saw SpongeBob SquarePants sponge on the run in theater, which was it's a fucking <laughs> amazing movie. I definitely teared up. Oh, uh, cool. Yeah. I'm, I'm super into uh, wanting to watch that one. Yeah. Yeah. It was great. Uh, not much new coming out, I guess right now because of everything with COVID, but um <laughs> <laughs> yeah big movie buff man i love it all i love uh i love scorsese i love coppola um you know stuff like that nature i love like mob kind of true crime stories and stuff like that like donnie brasco right. shit like that and, any, anything that touches down on the on realism is uh i'm a fan of there's a great movie called the ice man which is about richard yeah. Kuklins- richard kuklinski and michael shannon played him and it was fucking amazing and uh yeah yeah big, that, big one, fan. that was a good one that was a more recent movie that blew me away um yeah, stuff of that nature. And not even that recent. That probably came out a while ago now, but Yeah, I spent a few years old for sure. Well what what's like for both of you, I guess, what's like the last really good movie or movie that left a big impact on you? <sighs> Let me think, man. Um well I'm just I'm also like I should add I'm I'm like really into everything that Blake said. And I'm also into like films that are just like beautiful visually. Yeah. Okay. Like like Dennis Villeneuve just did the new Blade Runner. Like, um, oh, that was so good, dude! It's like oh, fucking yeah. gorgeous film. Uh, like I, I, like I said before, I love like David Fincher stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, just because, like, I just man, like I love the same the, thing. The vibes, man. Like it's just yeah. yeah. I don't know. It's just so. I don't know. It, like just, they just do such like great work. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, 
like a lot, a lot of like Christopher Nolan films too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's like a total badass. Uh, did you watch? Uh, did he was was it nineteen seventeen? He just did, that was his last one, right? Yeah, was yeah. Christopher Nolan. Yeah. Yep. Okay. yep. And and yeah. uh, and then he's just he's uh, that new one coming out. Um, Tenant is uh, no, it's deadly. Looks crazy too. But like mm-hmm. I love I love shit like that. But like, yeah, I'm trying to think of the last movie that like really hit hard. Saw a movie recently came out in 2017. It was called uh, Wind River with like Jeremy Renner. Yes. Like, oh man, that movie was fucking super powerful, man. Yeah, uh, that's a good one. I gotta check that out. Yeah, see. touches down. I think it's based on a true story. Uh, yeah, it's uh, kind of like a murder mystery. Um, okay. Out in like Wyoming, in the middle of fucking nowhere, and uh, Native American gets murdered, raped, this whole nine, and like a lot of it's uh, uh yeah, it's it's just it's crazy, man. It's super intense and. Um, definitely touches down on like a very regular occurrence out in those parts uh where mm-hmm. people turn a blind eye to certain things yeah. like that um yeah so I'm trying to think of like the last ones that like titanic yeah <laughs> the lion king <laughs> yeah spoiler alert <laughs> yeah uh, no uh i think uh it's funny you mentioned like 1917 that movie was like pretty wild i, I don't know if you've seen that but like i haven't i haven't seen that one yet yeah it is fucking intense. Yeah, man. it yeah. is gnarly. It won like uh, Oscar Best Picture, didn't it? I think so. Uh, oh, Joker, dude, Joaquin oh, Phoenix. Yeah. That yeah. Really oh, fucked me up good yeah. too. There we Joker go. That's perfect. Yeah. So like Joker, nineteen seventeen. I love. Um, I think like dude, like Hereditary and Midsummer. Both those films. I have to mm-hmm. see Midsummer still. Are just like, they're just so unsettling. Yeah. And I yeah. think like the way that I forget who directed those. Um, I forget his name. Um, but uh, that director, like I think that like the way that he approaches like horror is like totally next level. And I know that it's like those are pretty polarizing films. I know a lot of people who are like, I don't get the hype, dude. Like, I don't understand why those are so hype. But like for me, dude, they just like they ticked so many boxes in yeah, like the yeah. horror and like thriller category, like in that in that world, like such a unique um like unnerving uncomfortable take on yes on that kind of stuff and like especially midsummer it's just like so uncomfortable to watch that film Mm -hmm. um have you ever seen that yeah yeah i watched that and kind of went in i I was asked my buddy told me to watch it and i'd heard about it and i was like what is it even about he's like i'm not gonna tell you just watch it um, it's, it's just uncomfortable, it, dude. Like it's so uncomfortable, and like I didn't know what the fuck was going on. Also, that's like probably one of the most like real mushroom trips. Oh, like, dude! It, it, no one's ever managed to like get that like what you see when you're on mushrooms. Hundred percent, man. Hundred percent. Or having a bad trip, which is what she had. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, I was just like, holy fuck! Like how? Yeah. Uh, and yeah, Ari Ari Aster, by the way. So that, oh, that's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that that dude is like just like next level, man. Like yeah. The, the way that like the, the, the like the emotion that that film captures, like yeah. you said, it's like it literally feels like you're having a bad trip watching the movie. Yes. Yes. And it's like I found myself like my palms are sweating. I have to watch. Yeah, that stuff. I know. And, like, oh, my God. I'm going to watch that with my girlfriend. <laughs> same with Hereditary, man. Same with Hereditary, where it's like there weren't there weren't like big jump scares. There were, you know, like there was a couple like really creepy moments. But like just like, again, like the overall like the vibe and like the emotional side mm-hmm. of it is just like so gross dude and like yeah it's like oh my horrific. god that car accident it, it dude it's oh, oh man dude. it's it's just like it, it's like 
it, 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 that he does such a good job at like kind of capturing that like that like surrealist like nightmare vibe you know when you have a nightmare or like when you have a scary dream and like none of it fucking makes sense when it's happening and it's it's all kind of like a weird trip you know like Mm-hmm. You, like you're you're at one place but that place is like another place like you're at your house but your house is in like a weird fucking field yeah. and something and like everything's on fire but like that's not concerning you at the moment and then like something fucked up happens and like nothing mm-hmm. makes sense and it's just horrific and fucked up like yeah i yeah. feel like those films like do such a weird he like taps into that man yeah that like yeah, confusing sure. like I don't know. Like, what am I watching? Like, did I miss something? Like, yes. I just feel like I'm tripping out, man. Like, I just feel like I'm not getting the whole story here. Like, just all sorts of crazy stuff, dude. Like, I, I just love uh, like those films. Like, really, really hit hard, man. And like, right. obviously, that like I said, Joker, dude. Like, that film was fucking next level. Yeah, yeah. And like, oh and, like God, yeah, Joker was beautiful, crazy. man. Like, so like it was shot so well, and like the colors are insane, and like just like. Just like everything about that film is like insanity. So yeah, and and, and like the, another the fact uh, that Todd Phillips directed it too. I was just yeah. like, this is not what you do. This is amazing. I know, dude. It's it's super <laughs> weird that he did it, man. Because it's I like saw that movie at TIFF last year when it came out. I got a chance to talk to Todd Phillips after a little bit, and we shot the shit about uh, hated the Gigi Allen documentary that he did. So it, it's cool because you know that he comes from those kind of dark roots, but then yeah. he kind of followed mm-hmm. a path of comedy and uh, with the hangovers and the due dates and all this. So it was nice to see him uh, disconnect from that again to do something. Yeah, yeah. such a good job, man. Yeah. And like Joaquin Phoenix is amazing, and like. Another good movie if you're into like kind of weird, like not horror stuff, but like very like psychological, like whatever. Yep, that's uh, my shit. Yeah, dude, it's, it's a movie called a film called Funny Games. So sick, dude. Um, Funny Games, dude. That that like there's an old one and a new there's a one. German one. Or, or is that what it was? Yeah, yeah. it was like the European version. It was like banned from theaters. The one with like Naomi Watts in it though. The, the one with Naomi American Watts one? is like the American so one. It's fucking banned. Yeah, it's so that's good. a very like unsettling movie to sit through. Yeah, same thing. It's just, the whole time you're, you're just like you just have like a pit in your stomach, and it's just so uncomfortable. And like nothing, like nothing, like spooky happens. Right. But it's just you watch the whole thing and you're just like it makes you want to throw up, dude. Because like you feel right. like you're being watched the oh, entire dude, movie just, almost. It, it, oh, yeah, yeah, and man. And it's like that's if you the were kind in, of shit I love. Yeah. It's, it's like one of those like, and I'm not gonna like give it away, but like it's just like again, it's like a very uncomfortable. Same way that like Midsummer is, where it's like nothing like really scary. Scary happens. Some gross shit happens, you know, where you're just like, oh no, like oh. Yeah, but nothing. Yeah. There's no like. There's no like. There's no nothing paranormal about it or whatever. It's just like, it's just one of those films like Funny Games. Like you just you watch it and it's like, you you hit like you have to put yourself in those people's shoes and like how, how, how just how real that feels and it's like, oh this could just this could happen, <laughs> yeah. you know like this yeah. could really happen yeah. and it's like it's scary that this could like that's what's scary is that like this could fucking happen, dude and like. And, and it could happen exactly like it happens in the film. And like what every time you like try to think your way out of it while like while the film is unfolding, you're like, oh, well, why don't you just go do this? And then like mm-hmm. the characters will like try to get out of it. And then like it's like a roadblock, you know, yeah. and you're just like, right. oh, yeah, my yeah. God, dude, this would like it would, this is so <laughs> real. Like and it would just be like soul crushing. Like it'd be horrible to yeah. be in a position like that. So like, right. the, dude, if you haven't watched that movie, it like that is an absolute like must. Literally, must. just threw it on my list right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. funny, yeah, funny games. I'm gonna watch that tonight. Yeah, funny games. The U.S. version with Naomi Watts, it, like fucking next level, dude. 
It'll cool. make you have feel you guys, like, uh, shit. Have you guys heard of um, uh, Elijah Woods? Uh, Elijah Wood, rather, came uh, did a movie called Come to Daddy. I've heard of that, and I haven't seen it, though. It's, uh, it's again, just like now that I, I, I get that we're kind of on the same page with, like, you don't need... It's a th- more of a thriller, but it didn't feel like a thriller until about halfway in. It just felt weird. I was like, what the fuck? It's just about, like, this kid that meets his, de- his uh, estranged dad for the first time. Oh, wow. And then after 30 years, I think, and... Um, he just like his dad's just fucking kind of like creepy and weird and then like shit just gets fucked like so quickly it's just like one bad thing happens and then like it's just this roller coaster of like craziness that happens and it's it's more of like a dark comedy i think but Uh it's good i I, i'm definitely gonna check that out for sure that's definitely my one that like uh i've been like trying to get a lot of people it's not getting great ratings or anything but i don't really i don't know imdb and rotten tomatoes kind of get yeah take it or leave it right yeah 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 i'm like looking i'm looking at the stats right now like it's got a six out of ten on imdb but then a 87 on rotten tomatoes i I can't ever i can't ever read those and take them seriously i know yeah yeah everything i I like like, usually has like a low rating so yeah yeah, right yeah i've been like trying to find like some sort of like blog or something i found reddit there's a great subreddit uh called our movie suggestions Uh yeah and um there's one guy on there that just posted his favorite movies from like the the month and he's just like these are the movies i watched this month uh and everything on his list i was like oh these are like some of my favorite movies so i've just Hmm. been like following what he suggested and he suggested come to daddy and yeah Yeah, i'm in it's a good one uh cool yeah guys i think that's uh that's probably about it. <laughs> wow, cool, man. Well, dude, how, how long have we been on this one? It's been an hour. This is this has been almost an hour and a half. Love Damn, it. dude. It's gone so there fast. There we go. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah this is, this awesome, is coming dude. out in two parts. <laughs> Love it. Man. Yeah. Sorry, I talk a lot, dude. I like to hear my no, voice. No, no, no worries. I I actually prefer doing the longer ones. I just feel like I get to know people a bit better. So. Yeah. Um, no, it, it yeah. was great, brother. Thank you. Yeah, man. Cool, man. Um. Yeah, guys. Uh. So. You know, uh, we'll be looking. I'll be looking forward to that album coming out hopefully early next year, and, for sure. Uh, or another single this year, hopefully too. Yeah, uh, fuck yeah, dude. Man, when things are open again, I can't wait to see you guys play live. Oh, dude, yeah, keep in touch, man. Definitely let us know. We'll make sure you're on guest list and roll through, and I'll, I'll make sure I don't kick you right in the fucking head when can't I'm playing. Can't wait to play for, for you, Frankie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> cool guys. All right, thanks so much again. Yeah, thanks, dude. Thanks for having us, man.